Welcome back to In The Know. My name's Tiffany Bui. And I'm Luke Diamond. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. You? I'm doing pretty well. Great. I have a question for you, and it might affect our friendship, but did you watch the first episode of the new season of Game of Thrones? No, I didn't. Oh, we just got so much closer. I didn't either. Oh, wow. wow. Our listenership feels so alienated right now. <laughs> I I tried starting the series from the beginning, but the episodes were just so long. You are literally like saying the exact words that I tell people all the time. I'm like, I watched the first season and a half, but hour long episodes was too much to commit to. And okay, ready? I'm going to, this might be heresy to some, but I think people who love Game of Thrones really overestimate how much fun it is to watch it at the same time as everybody <laughs> else. And that if you can't do that, it's really not that great of a series. It's like asking someone to go to the movies every day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad we bonded over that. Let's do, um, let's do headlines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a former University of Minnesota student sued Chinese billionaire Richard Liu on Tuesday, alleging sexual assault. The student claimed that Liu, founder of JD.com, China's largest online retailer, raped her in her apartment last summer. Liu's lawyer denied the allegations. You know those plastic-lined coffee cups and cheap polystyrene soda cup lids with the buttons on top? Well, to sell those in Minneapolis and a list of other plastic products will be illegal after April 22nd following modifications to a city ordinance. Local business owners said that being forced to buy more expensive supplies after the city voted to hike the minimum wage, is financially tough. City Council member Cam Gordon said the new bans are in response to a public demand for more green products. A speech delivered by Attorney General Jeff Sessions at the Carlson School on Monday elicited backlash by liberal student groups. Protesters chanted in the streets, holding signs that condemned Sessions' immigration policies. Protesters inside the auditorium continually interrupted his speech and were escorted out by UMPD officers. Sessions spoke about the Mueller report and emphasized the importance of free speech. And, and those, those are headlines, headlines for, for the week. week. Uh, let's start with where you got the idea for this story. All right, so I got the idea for this story uh, about a month ago. Natalie Rademacher covers the environment for The Daily. I was just getting water out of my sink at home and... It was kind of murky colored and I had no idea why and I just got to thinking like, where does my water come from? This week, how does the university's water get from the river to your water bottle? The easiest answer is the university buys it. Every time someone turns on the tap, that person expects to get water. Every time a person flushes a toilet, that person expects to get water. They're, the, those entities need to... Always, they're supplying a constant flow of water and the right amount of water into the system. Kathy Abene is the principal civil engineer in facilities management. Um, so the University of Minnesota has two campuses, the Minneapolis campus and the St. Paul campus. And in both cases, we are customers of the city. You know, we buy, um, you know, roughly it's around $3 for every uh, 748 gallons, something like that. The number's right around that ballpark. The University of Minnesota buys water from the cities of St. Paul and Minneapolis, just like you purchase water from Target. You probably don't test the water you buy for contaminants because you trust that someone else has done that for you. Kathy says it's the same for the university. You know, it's such a regulated area that um, it's not something I worry about. Um, so I guess I just uh, rely on the cities and the overseeing uh, regulatory agencies to make sure that um, 
that what, what's being provided to us is safe. I don't really review it. So the university gets its water from Minneapolis and St. Paul. But where do they get it? And how do they clean it? We want to see where Kathy is putting her faith. So Natalie and I drove to a water filtration plant in Fridley, Minnesota, where all of Minneapolis's water is collected and cleaned. It's wild. So the whole plant is fenced in and we pull up to this gate and we have to like hand over our driver's license. And we, they knew we were going to be there. We had signed up for this tour. Um, we're not sure. We um, arranged this with Casper Hill. He's a communications person for the city of Minneapolis. And they asked us, like, our names, and then after they looked at our licenses, then they gave us badges, and then they, like, opened up this gate and let us drive through. So security was crazy. Um, when we were on the tour, we asked about it, and they said that after 9-11, like, security at these water plants across the country just was ramped up, and that, like, this provides water to the whole city of Minneapolis and surrounding communities, so they have to really work to preserve it and make sure that it's safe. No, you guys are fine. Yeah. Did Casper tell you we're doing a podcast for this too? Yes. Okay, cool. That's me. I'm the podcast person. Oh. Yeah, I have the microphone. Um, yeah. Can I have you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is George Cranick. I am the water quality manager for the city of Minneapolis. George guided us through the facility. He's got an easy smile, a passion for water, and knows all the ins and outs of the plant's piping. And we have about a, a thousand miles of water mains. So if you put all our water mains on end, it would go from here to Washington, D.C. Okay, so there are three main stages that the water goes through. First, it is collected from the Mississippi. <laughs> On a small wooden deck over the Mississippi River, you watch the water flow through a giant wall beneath us. But this is where the water comes in to the plant. So this wall has holes in it, and you can see how the water's swirling. They're about the size of a, like a Volkswagen Beetle. And the water comes in, and below you can see their numbers, one, two, three, four, five. That's where the water actually comes into the building. Filters of different sizes screen out twigs, leaves, and the bigger debris. I mean, we see all kinds of weird stuff, mannequin heads, shoes. One of the filters is so fine and tightly latticed, George said that to the filter, a single particle of plastic is like the size of an elephant. Once the water is separated from the not water, it gets pumped into the treatment facility where it winds through miles of iron pipes. And from there it goes into the softening plant. And so that's where it's treated. And you know how water is kind of hard and dense? It's cleaned out there. They put some chemical compounds in it and that gets rid of the color of the water. The softening process rids the water of the bad taste and odor. This happens in a huge room with 12 giant cone-shaped pools. But it still isn't safe to drink, so... After that, the water is sent either to their filtration plant right there on the site or over to Columbia Heights plant. And there, the water is filtered and treated with chemicals to make it safe to drink. So, first step, get all the sticks and stones out. Mm -hmm. Second step, make the water pretty. Third step, make the water drinkable. Yes. Here's your roadmap. 
The water in your water bottle came from the University of Minnesota Supply, which the university buys from the city of Minneapolis, which was treated in a single plant in Fridley, Minnesota, which came from the body of water University of Minnesota students walk over every day, the Mississippi River. Every second, we're processing about 750 gallons of water. So this whole time we've been talking, like every second, 750 gallon jugs are filled up of finished water going out into the distribution system for drinking. And people say, well, that's a lot of water. You know, we took 19 and a half billion gallons of water out of the river last year. It's less than 1%. It's not even close to it. It's like less than 0.0 something percent, especially when the river's high like this. So hardly any water at all we're pulling out. So we've got a lot of water here. So we're lucky that way that we have plenty of water to pull from. So the question that launched this story, yes. did you ever find an answer to it? Um, yes. I was curious where my water comes from. And now I know. I got to see how the process works. And so now when I'm drinking my water, it's kind of like, oh, like this went a long way for it to get here. In the Know is produced by me, Luke Diamond, and is reported by my co-host, Tiffany Bui. Our intro music is by J.D. Duggan. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you'd like to become a Minnesota Daily Podcast reporter, or a print reporter, or a photographer, or a business person, or a lot of other things, we're hiring. Apply on our website, minnesotadaily.com, but hurry, because applications close on April 19th. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening.